Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Com. I'm comedian and writer Emily Winter, and this is Comedians with Ghost Stories Season 2. Today on the podcast, we have Charlie Vero Martin. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Hi. Thank you for having and me. <laughs> love the accent. And where are you podcasting from? So I am originally from Edinburgh in Scotland, but I am podcasting from London. Ah, where in London are you? I live northwest London, Kilburn. I don't know how well you know London. I kind of know London. <laughs> okay. Um, I've lived in East Finchley. Stone Newington and somewhere else that was really I was lucky to be there because I was 21 and um, near sort of near King's Cross Station because I was there when London train bombs happened and I was working for the Associated Press and I covered them but now I can't remember the town I was yeah (laughs) (laughs) also maybe should have asked this swearing okay because we swear a lot over here is that fine yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh wow yeah that that must have been intense yeah it was pretty wild I was so young to be doing such a a crazy um thing and it kind of put me off journalism I was going to be a journalist and it sort of started my path toward I don't want to do this I don't want to go cover funerals um for terrorist bombings so how about stand-up comedy anyway (laughs) actually I was in America when that happened I was in Florida oh really yeah and it was horrible because 
journalism. Florida is our version of a terrorist attack, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we were like, I remember my mom waking me up telling me what had happened. We're like, oh my God. And we're like trying to watch the American news to get some information. And all you got was London's burning like every five seconds in the headline and no actual news. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so. that's su- such an interesting thing that you say because I wasn't, obviously I wasn't here, but what I noticed as a journalism student was how calm everybody was. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't you freaking out? I'm from America. Everybody freaks out all the time. Yeah. Like the American news anchors were like, London's burning. Oh, my God. And they're interviewing people being like, oh, my God, should we be on red alert? Should we be on red alert? Then they'd cut to a guy in a pub in London. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's really sad. And like, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's useful comparison. <laughs> All right, let's get to the ghost stuff. I love talking to you. I don't usually chat, but I am excited to hear your ghost story. So you worked in a one of the most haunted places in the world. <laughs> it's called The Real Mary King's Close. I worked there for about three summers at uni. It's a place in Edinburgh, and I worked there after uni for a few months as well. And basically, have you, have you ever been to Edinburgh? Do you know anything about Edinburgh? Scotland. Nope, I know nothing. So uh, for my listeners that are also big old dum-dums, uncultured dum-dums, please. Uh, So Edinburgh is a very, very old city, like 12th century city. We've got a beautiful, it's a very small city still. It's the capital of Scotland. It's got a big hill in the middle. The whole of Edinburgh is built on seven hills, technically. And the main one is the Royal Mile. It's a big hill. At the top of it, you've got Edinburgh Castle. And at the bottom of it, you've got uh, the Holyrood Palace. It's also where the Parliament is now as well. And back in the day, I guess, 17th century, 15th century, 14th century. So it still has what we call closes. So up the Royal Mile on either side going up towards the castle you've got very tall buildings and in between the tall buildings we have what we call closes or but they're alleyways basically they're very very long narrow streets that would go down the other side of the hill towards what was once the Norloch which is the North Lake uh, where they would throw all their rubbish and witches and dead that era we're talking about okay so garbage and dead people just go into the same pile yeah and now it's a beautiful park um but that's (laughs) besides the point so there used to be this uh all these very narrow streets uh leading down off this hill which is also a hill it's i'm trying not to use visual things here because it's a podcast so it's not going to help anyone what you really need to know is um because it's built in all these hills and there's lots of bridges, uh, Edinburgh is known for having be, having an underground city and parts. And there's lots of various tours that go underground, I say in inverted commas for the listeners, um, that uh, they're like cellars of the bridges where people lived and things like that. But what makes Mary King's Close special is that it's an actual preserved street underground. Because uh, what happened was, so in the plague of 1645, this so this Mary King's Close was a trading street that was bang in the center of the Royal Mile coming down. And it was very, very busy. And basically half the residents there died 
during the plague of 1645. Uh, just gone. Then after that, people didn't really want to live there because it wasn't very pleasant and it kind of got disused and time moved on. And then by 1753, what they decided to do is for about three, four streets there is just cover them over and build what then became the city chambers building, which is like a government council building on top. Um, and they used the foundations of the buildings underneath to hold up this building. But what it means is about 20 odd years ago, people from the city chambers went down and realized there's like roads and everything underneath this building. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> there's like roads and houses and like 17th century wallpaper printing. And it's very creepy and weird. Uh, so that's where I worked is taking people underground. It's not technically underground because it's on a hill. So at the deepest point, you can still be above ground somewhere. But that's very confusing. It feels like you're underground. <laughs> you're underneath the building. My job was to take people on tours down there. And over the past 20 years, like most haunted and every ghost show under the sun has been there and filmed under there and sense paranormal activity and we used to do like charity events where people would like be sponsored to sleep over overnight at Mary King's Close as like for charity, but I would have to be there to take them to the toilet. And <laughs> I didn't oh get anything God. out of it. I got paid the minimum <laughs> wage to watch people do this like heroic thing. And it's like, all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's a creepy place. I don't really know where to start because there's like a lot. Walk me through. If you were giving me a tour, what would I see? And then I guess if you've had any, yeah, I want a tour. And then I also okay. want to know what you've experienced and right. what you've experienced other people experiencing since you've had to sort of, I, I love that the perspective of the person who's like, yeah, film your great show. I'm getting paid minimum wage for this. Yeah. yeah it's very funny. Anyway. Okay. So I'm yeah. here. I want a tour and okay. you are an underpaid worker. That's yeah, fine to I'm give it to me. They pay, well, they charge a lot for the tickets, though. This is the thing. There's about 20 people on a tour max. Your tour guide is in costume. So we have all the uh, records of everyone who ever lived there. Uh, okay. So they're real people, the characters that you're based on. So my name was Jonet Nimmo, who was the daughter of Mary King, who the street was named after. And she was a Burgess and she had a gun and that and it was weird and she was cool. Uh, that's the <laughs> point. All you need to know is I'm wearing like a long dress and a bonnet. And wait, I, your name was Jonet? Jonet? Jonet, yes. Jonet, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you died of? Uh, I think I just died of old age in the end because I was quite oh, rich. That's a nice one. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die of like, and all the characters span because people lived on that street from like the 1400s. So like we had maids from the 1400s and a uh, 1400s and like a wine merchant and like a poet. And, yeah. I take you down like all these stairs so you feel like you're going dark, deeper and deeper underground. It's very dark. And then you're at the top of Mary King's. We take you into a lay house, which is a low house, which was a 16th century house where like poor people lived. And that's the thing. So back in those days, poor people lived on the ground floor and the top floor and the rich people lived in the middle. There was no like section of the city for rich people, section of the city for poor people. Everyone lived in the same building. Yeah, because if you lived on the ground floor, you were there with all like the shit and the dirks. People used to just throw their shit out the windows in buckets. Um, and if you're on the top floor, you weren't really in a proper stone building. You were like in a wooden building and those could like 
fall over. <laughs> Get some. Ah, uh, I was just going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to walk so, up the uh, It's like the opposite of a penthouse. Basically, yeah. yeah. If you're in the middle, like that was the best place to be. And at the top of the, towards the, at the top of the close towards Royal Mile is better as well. Because if you lived at the bottom, that's near the lake. And so everyone throws their shit out onto the street and it all goes slowly down the street towards your house. So that's, that's, that's how it was. Yeah, the one of the biggest things we used to have is people used to come on the tour and be like, oh, it's just like not very authentic. Like, oh, such an inauthentic experience. I'm like, do you want me to throw a bucket of shit on you? Is that what you want? That would make it authentic. Like, <laughs> it was very annoying. Um, but it's so weird because it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, this is also the thing to know is, well, no, it's not authentic because back when people lived here, there was no building on top of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the sky. Um, although saying that, so like there's various creepy bits. We try to keep the tour mainly historical, but there's a room called Annie's Room, which is very famous and it's on all these TV shows. The story is that this clairvoyant medium person uh, was walking around the site like 20 years ago when it just opened and she was like, there's a little girl in this room and she's lost her doll. Um, and so she went and bought a doll and brought it back and I guess it moved around, but she's like, oh, it's happier here in this room now. So that means ever since that time, like 15, 20 years ago, people from all over the world have brought dolls for Annie which means there's a room underground in Edinburgh that's just full of the creepiest dolls in the world. That's amazing. Um, and oh, the story is that she went in and she felt something tugging at her trousers. So people go in there and it's like, oh, there might be a little girl like tugs at your dress. She's just saying hello and people get creeped out by that. Um, there's various bits. It was also used as a an air raid shelter during World War II, which is more fun for historians than for people they're looking for ghosts uh and one of the, the creepiest bit though is uh chesney's house which is towards the um towards the end of the tour and it's the darkest bit and this is also where i had an experience so chesney's house is actually an 18 a 19th century house and i've got a theory that that's what makes it creepier for people because it's closer in time to them and it's more recognizable it has an old like <clears throat> 1800s toilet in it so you can open this old wooden door to this guy's house before it was covered over and there's green arsenic wallpaper on the walls creaky floorboards and a toilet at the end and then there's a staircase that goes downstairs and I never ever went downstairs no one was allowed to go downstairs and only tour guides were allowed past the doorway as well and anyone who's been clairvoyant or anything that's gone in there it's always been like there is bad energy from this house and it's weird because the tour guides are, we're not, most of them aren't superstitious. I mean, you can't really be if you work somewhere like that because you would just get freaked out too easily. Or like we kind of just learn to like most people, if they do believe they're like, we coexist in this place. Um, my manager who used to switch on the lights and switch them off at the end of the day and just walk through the place in the pitch dark. He was like, nah, I don't care about ghosts, blah, 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 the whole thing. But he refused to go into Chesney's house. And he, because one time he did go downstairs and he was like, I just felt, I just got the weirdest feeling and came right back up. So it's the one place even the tour guides were like, hmm, bit weird. And we had this big book in our staff room where anytime somebody reported something weird in a tour, 
you have to be like, oh, yeah, la, la, la. It's, you know, oh, ghosts, ha, ha, ha. But then you'd go write it down. And... <laughs> <laughs> Peeling uh, back the curtain. All right. Yeah, I love it. In, in this massive book. And one thing that came up a couple of times, like years and years apart, that used to creep people out is occasionally you'd get someone be like, there's two bodies under that house, and one of them's wearing a necklace. <laughs> oh my God. Like, so, like, multiple people. Yeah. So, that was weird. And people would be like, there's spirit of a woman in there and she's lost her necklace. There was always something about uh, two bodies or two women and a woman with a necklace. And there was always a necklace out of the two things. So that always creeped me out. So with that knowledge, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't experience personally that much. And what I did experience, I was kind of like, well, that could be something else. Uh, lots, every tour guide has a different story. Uh, the one that creeped me out the most when I was being trained was the woman who trained me. She was like, yeah, one time I was first thing in the morning and uh, I was just standing on the close with a group and I just heard this sound come out of nowhere everywhere just going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I was just like, the loudest sound. And the thing is, there is a sound effects track, but we know the sound effects track. And she was like, that wasn't on the sound effects track. But everyone standing there is just like, God. oh, that's a sound effect. And you're just freaking out. <laughs> like, that's not, oh my God. It yeah. sounds like ghosts are pooping. Yeah. Well, for her, it was like unlucky because it was like at the start of her tour. So she was like, then I had to continue the whole tour. Uh, the thing that happened to me. So we used, when I first started working there, tours used to run all the way till one in the morning. So the last tour started at midnight and then you'd go on for an hour and that was the tour I was on it was the last tour of the day there was nobody else down because sometimes there's two or three tours going at one time and you like in a rotation so you don't see each other but I was doing the last tour of the day and just before you get to Chesney's house there's an opportunity to have your photo taken on a ghost cam black and white infrared camera thing which was yeah. dumb um Actually, side note, one of the weirdest things that ever happened is one time you have to ask, like, would you like your photo taken? And I asked this older, this couple, this middle-aged couple, and the guy was like, oh, no, she's not meant to be here with me. And I was like, that's gross. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. And I was like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You could have blackmailed him with that. Anyway, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, I'm standing there taking this picture. And the couple are like further up. And I like, by then I'd worked there like a couple of years. So like nothing, I didn't, I wasn't jumpy, but like something tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around to be like, hey, what is it? And there was no one there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> and, scary. And my, but my back was next to Chesney's house, which is where the horrible Victorian man lived. And so yes. I was like, oh God. I can't do anything. But then I had to go into his house and like do the rest of the tour feeling like there was a hand on my shoulder and oh my God. <laughs> and take them upstairs. There was, so that was one of the creepy things that happened to me. Something that happened to another friend of mine. Uh, I came up from a tour once and we we're in the staff room. Um, also, bare, yeah. So he's like wearing like a pantaloons and a feathered hat. So we're sitting in the staff room. Uh, the break room and um, I come up and Keith who's a very grumpy Scotsman again very skeptical 
of things like would be like, oh, fuck off. There's no such thing as ghosts. Um, I come up and um, he's like in a grumpy mood. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? He's like, oh, I'm just pissed off. Like I had a bad tour and my mate's not calling me back. And a ghost punched me in the balls. And I was what and he's like yeah because there was this bit as part of the tour about halfway through the tour we make everybody sit down and watch like we put on like a a press a button and like this audio story ghost story comes on and there's lights and stuff but the tour guide has to sit in the corner in the absolute pitch dark by the door which isn't comfortable when you're like in apparently the most haunted place in the world but you get over it um and he was like, yeah, I was just sitting there being like, why is my mate not inviting me out to his birthday? Like, just sitting there. And I was really pissed off. And a ghost just punched me in the balls. Like, you're <laughs> 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 not going to like, Sadie's like, no, nah, that's what it is. That's what it was. I just know it. That's what it was. And then like for the next two weeks, he's like, this fucking ghost keeps punching me in the balls. It happened more? Oh my yeah, God, I love like it. Two times more. Um... This ghost yeah. has a really good sense of humor. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. There'd be stuff like that. Things would get moved around and things like that. And you'd be just like, oh, fuck off. Like, you wouldn't get creeped out by it by that point. You would just be like, well, that's happened. So <laughs> I, still- <laughs> I have this question that mm-hmm. I feel like, why, if everyone's buying dolls for Annie, why mm. is no one buying necklaces for the dead lady under the house of it's, she was under Chesney's house, right? Yes. Well, it's because we don't tell anyone that story. Um, oh, people just come to you and say it, and then yeah. you're just like, oh, interesting. But you're like, that's a pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's I don't work. I've not worked there for five years, so I doubt my old manager is going to listen to this and be like, you shouldn't be telling people these things. Um, but, but, yeah, that's something that we've never told anyone. Um and so that's the scoop here yeah it's what makes it creepy when people bring it up I also had a woman come up to me after a tour and say that there was um uh the body of a man crushed between two alleys because we take them over four uh four alleys uh I was like okay she's like yeah it's like a really suffering presence I was like okay and I was kind of like oh wow that's you know thanks for telling me it's really interesting but then she was like she's like so anyway I'm a witch and she was American um and she was like yeah all right "Um, (laughs) if you like I can perform a cleansing ritual for you and I was like I'll have to ask my manager um but I was like oh we don't really do that but then I gave what I thought was pretty great customer service was because there are other ghost tours in Edinburgh that go underground other bits and there is another one in Edinburgh that hires out space to Wiccan witches on a Thursday or something (laughs) so I said to her if you're interested in that like oh I could put you show you these other tours and they do that and she looked at me and she said I said I was a witch not a Wiccan witch and stormed (laughs) oh my god oh yeah. my god come on yeah so she was a bit of a that's like if somebody's like you do improv right I'm like yeah. no like in my soul I'm crying but I just say oh no I do stand up <laughs> yeah that's like yeah you're it's okay if somebody says Wiccan witch <laughs> yeah I'm like okay I'm sorry I'm like I didn't know I 
could offend witches. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be one of these people who are like, oh, you can't say anything nowadays. Because it's like, I'm usually those people are like trying to say something racist or horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it is a bit much when you can't say something about a witch. Like, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Also, I'm sorry, there's a learning curve. We don't, we don't interact with rich, witches all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're willing to learn about like, background. Yeah. <laughs> no, witchless background. So was there anyone that was ever to quit the job because they were just too freaked out or anything like that? I'm not sure if it was like, there were certain rooms that some tour guides wouldn't go into. Um, so like the Chesney's one no one went into. Also, like there was a sort of thing where we all pretended it was like I was under the impression when I started working there that oh I'm the giant like pussy here because like I'm the one Mm -hmm. that's scared also because when you're training uh the first couple of weeks there you're just told to go down on your own and practice and that's like the creepiest part because you don't know the place that's so scary and also it's really dimly lit you just have a tiny torch and so you're down there like practicing on your own and you don't know what all the sounds are and like where everything is coming from so that's the first couple of weeks are the creepiest because you're just like yeah and everyone's like oh don't worry about it yeah I work there all the time like I sit in Chesney's when um we do because we do Halloween tours as well where we'd like put string on the back of the door and like open and close it and stuff like that um but there was so on one of those occasions there was one tour guide who was meant to be down there for like a whole shift doing that piece and she heard footsteps coming up the staircase and mm-hmm. she like flat out refused to do the rest of the shift after that I think because she was like I can't sit in there um anymore and do that wow. and w- one of the times when I was doing this um there was people doing a sleepover for charity in the place so they were down getting told ghost stories and stuff and our job was to take them back up to the top if they needed to use the bathroom and there was another girl there who I always thought was like hard as nails, just like, oh, yeah, well, I don't care about anything. Um, and at one point, a group needed to go. And I was like, oh, do you want me to take them? She's like, yeah, yeah, you could take them. You could take them. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll come back down and I'll get you some stuff. Like, I'll just do it myself. She's like, great. So I did all that. And then I came back later and she's like, oh, thanks so much for doing that. I didn't want to do it on my own. I was like, but what? <laughs> like, everyone else was <laughs> Yeah, was always pretending that they were totally over it and didn't believe in ghosts. So I'd be like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do it because, you know, I'm also over it and don't believe in ghosts. And then they'd all be like, yeah, there's no way I'm walking down that hall on my own. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, great, great. Um, well, aside from getting punched in the balls, it sounds <laughs> like the ghosts were pretty, I mean, and like just sort of a negative energy from Chesney's house. It sounds like the ghosts were, they were just sort of silly or benign or like they were just like around, but they weren't trying to really fuck with you guys. Yeah. I mean, we'd get various like people way. on tours being like, someone, a ghost strangled me or like, I'm, like people would have panic attacks wow. and throw up like every day. Um, Whoa, really? Oh yeah. Sorry. I see. This is the thing. I <laughs> I forget to mention That's these bonkers. things. bonkers. No. <laughs> I don't really, we didn't take it seriously that much because it's like, I work here every day. And I'm right. Like, but like, I think also you become used to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But every, every day you'd at least have to take someone away because we'd have radios and stuff. So someone would come get them. Um, but yeah, people would faint. I had a, quite a few fainters. 
that just would go like bam. Um, Do you think that's partially because they know that it's one of the most haunted places in the world and they psych themselves up? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, People are all hit up about stuff like that. There are definitely people who said they saw Annie or felt Annie hold their hand. Um, And yeah, feeling like dark presences around Chesney's house and because also it's just like there was a very long staircase to go down as well so like people would sometimes um see people on the staircase and stuff and I never saw anyone on the staircase someone once saw a sheep <laughs> I think someone a sheep yeah I love it the scary actually one of the ghost people did say they saw was um a, what we call a foul clanger um, which is the guys who used to come and clean out the houses after the plague. Um, and they had big crosses on their shirts, but they wouldn't know. So they'd be like, I saw a guy who had a big cross on his shirt. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Put that in the book. Oh. <laughs> I love the ones that people don't know what they're seeing yeah. or they don't know that it's a thing. That's yeah. super interesting. So like anything like that. So that would be like, there's a woman with their necklace or something and all these things, the guy with the cross on his shirt. Those are all things that we wouldn't, we would never ever, t- apart from Annie, we never yeah. told anyone a ghost story apart from, apparently there's a little girl called Annie here. And then, but everyone would come up being like, there's a guy in a hat. And it's like, all right. And then you'd see like three other guys in this book had hats. And it's like, <laughs> things I like I love that. it. So when yeah. you, when, how do you look back on that time? Are you like, oh, I worked in this terrifying haunted place? Or are you just like, oh, it was a job like working at a fast food restaurant or? Uh, a little bit of both. I think when I first, the first two summers I worked there, it was more like a creepy thing. And I'm sorry, I feel like there's other story that I'm like trying to remember. And I'm like, aha, because it was a very long time ago. Um, but yeah, it's like there would be creepy things that would happen all the time. And you'd be like, oh, my God, and, like call your friends afterwards. Be like, oh, my God, I was in this bit and like something like brushed past my hair or something like that. And then once you've worked there the third time, you're just kind of over it a little bit. But the worst time also our Halloween parties were great because we'd have to do them like a month after Halloween because Halloween was a really busy time for us. So, but people would get really dressed up and we'd play like uh, Cluedo Underground. <laughs> um, oh, cool. Yeah, so that was fun. But um, the last time I worked there, I was there, I did one of my last tours in the middle of a power cut and I didn't know that's what was happening. So that was creepy. Um, so you guys totally lost power? Yeah, so half the city did. Half of, uh, from the Royal Mile, half down. Uh, so the north half of the city lost power. But I was underground at the time, so I didn't know. It's just all the lights cut off just as we were in Annie's room. <laughs> so the worst place. Oh, my happen. God. Yeah. And well, but, Chesney's house would be worse, but you didn't really go in. Yeah. There. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I was halfway through the tour. I was in Annie's room with this with three couples. Um, and again, but it was one of those things. So all the lights went off, including the fire exit lights. And I started freaking out. But they all thought it was just part of the tour. <laughs> they all just thought it was oh part of it. Oh, my God. And I had this little torch. And also my radio went dead. So I'm, like, trying <gasps> to get someone on the radio. But because we're, like, deep underground at that point, the radio didn't work. So I was like, all the lights are off. I have no idea what's going on. My radio's dead. I turn around my torch to see if anyone's outside. And I realized as soon as I moved my torch away, I'd left the whole tour group in complete darkness. So like, Oh, my, my God. Yeah. So if my torch wasn't shining on them, and I was like, I can't leave them to go upstairs and find out what's happening. So I was just like stuck 
We took them to the byre, which is um, a barn. It's a word for a barn. So there was a buyer underground as well. It's like, this is where cows used to live under on the street. That's really funny. Did they know at this point that it was something bad was happening? Uh, I'd kind of let it. So I was like, this isn't normal. <laughs> so I'm going to have to <laughs> ask you guys to very carefully come over here. Because by that point, a fire exit light somewhere had come on. So there was light coming through. And so like, I was waiting there for ages, like trying to get my radio to work and trying not to freak out. Because I was like, the last thing I need is them to freak out. So I was like, everything's going to be fine. We're just going to wait here. Yeah. Also, and there was nobody else down at the time. I was the only tour going. And then eventually, like, we hear footsteps coming along and, like, a torch coming. And um, another tour guide came in. He was like, yeah, we don't know what's happening. We think a fuse is blown. Uh, the manager says just to keep going, but I'll help you. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. So because they didn't know it's power cut at that point. So we keep going with the tour in like total darkness. But we were like having fun as historians because we're like, oh, this is what it would have been like during the war. <laughs> we're like, here's a World War II generator. Um, but also, like, so you'd have stuff like that. And then next to that generator in the wall were stuff like oyster shells from the 1700s. So it's a weird, oh. weird place. Um, and we're going through the whole, so we go through the tour, we get to Chesney's. I'm standing in the doorway of Chesney's doing the story of Chesney. And because I'd had my radio turned all the way up earlier to try and get a signal, suddenly when it blasts, it like goes like that. And I like fall over because of the noise. And my manager's terrifying. Yeah. And he's my manager's like, are you still down there? I was like, yeah. And he's like, get out, get like code red, code red. (laughs) So for the first time in 10 years, I was the only person I think ever to have to use the fire exit. So I had to like blast open the fire exit, take them out of the site altogether to like a different part of Edinburgh. Surprisingly, none of them wanted their money back. They all thought it was great. They had no idea. Oh, wow. Wow, Um, that's amazing. Yeah, and the guy who came to help me, uh, I'm marrying in March. Oh my God, really? (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) So When I think back about that time, like my last couple of weeks there, I remember that was one of my last tours. And then I met my husband there. So. Oh, my God. Was he another tour guide? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he was. And he also is like, I told him I was doing this podcast and we were listening to some of your other podcasts last night. And he was like, Charlie, you're not going to talk about ghosts again. Like he's just like doesn't believe in ghosts. Well, no, he said he said. It's I don't want to I don't believe in ghosts, but I also don't want to see one. And I was like, well, if you think you might see one, then on some plane you, you believe, believe in them. Yeah. Did and he I, ever have experiences there? No, not really. I'm sure he, anything he did, he would just he was one of the ones who would just like explain everything away. Yeah. But then also yeah. his he was best friends with the guy who got uh, punched in the balls. Um so <laughs> is that guy gonna be at your wedding? Yeah, he is. Amazing. <laughs> So I'll be telling to listen to this. But yeah, so like everyone who worked there was very, very grumpy and very Scottish and just like, yeah, yeah, it's a job. But occasional nuggets like that would come up and it'd be like fucking ghosts playing around with me. Oh, some, a lot of the other tour guides. And for a while, I didn't wear a bonnet because of this, because there was a spate of uh, bonnets getting torn off tour guides' heads. Ooh, um, that's, yeah. that's no good. Yeah, so that was How? one of the- first years I worked there there was at least two girls or it was just one girl (laughs) no one girl had her necklace ripped off her 
Um, yeah, duh, because this lady yeah, needs a necklace. necklace. Anyone and- listening, when you go to... <laughs> I don't know how, how do Americans say Edinburgh? Do they, do we say it like you guys say it? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> and, and Edinburgh. Try, yeah, that's it. It's like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> Edinburgh. That's when it, you, that's when it. we. Oh, good. When, when you guys go, you got to do this tour. And now you know that when you go to Chesney's house, you got to toss a little necklace in there. Oh, no, please uh, don't do that. Because <laughs> I'll get in my, trouble. Of my old manager will call me up, be like, "What oh. the fuck is this?" <laughs> right? Okay, maybe like a little necklace. I just want this poor dead yeah. woman to have her necklace, and he gets her dolls. You know what I mean? No, maybe leave a doll and, and leave, maybe leave a doll wearing a necklace. In room. We also like it got to a point where we had to clear out some of the dolls because like we just couldn't get in there because there were too many dolls. That's very um, creepy. Dolls in yeah. general are just creepy. But um, yeah. Bonnets being ripped off and things being tugged off people all the time and people just hearing weird, as you say, ghosts taking a shit noises. (laughs) 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 Quite frequently. It's fun. And they've actually extended the, since I've worked there, they've uh, uncovered another piece of street that they're now extending the tour onto. So I don't know what's down that. There could be more haunted stuff. There could be more. That's really exciting. (laughs) <laughs> so, Charlie, where can people find you on the internet and plug whatever you want to plug that you've been working on? So, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie V. Martin. I'm trying to use it again. I was so against it for so long. Right, same um, girl. Yeah, but then I found you through that. So, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Charlie V. Martin on Twitter and Instagram. I have a few uh, podcasts, like comedy dramas coming out because I do quite a bit of voice acting stuff. So that's what I've been working on in lockdown. Also, websites, YouTube, Facebook is all Charlie V. Romartin. Uh, so please. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm really excited to be bringing it back for a season two. It's a fun and distracting thing to do during a pandemic. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can rate and review it on iTunes. That's always a big help. Um, you can follow me on social media at Emily McWinter couldn't remember my own handle there emily mc winter on twitter especially and uh you can donate to the pod by venmoing me directly at emily winter on venmo um and if you can't swing it that's absolutely fine i am happy to make free content for my fellow cash strapped people out there i know it's a tough time for a lot of us but uh, i really appreciate your support in any way you can and if you work in the biz in the hollywood biz that is um my husband and i have spent the pandemic writing a horror comedy a slasher comedy uh based on our wedding called bride and doom so you want to make a movie you want to give us a million dollars hit me up that that would be great is that how it works you just ask hollywood no okay well Thank you very much and have a great day. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.